With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know what? The q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And no keys to the game this week because there is no game. It's an off week, bye week. So we bring in our friend who does all the film over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, is the co-host of Play Like a Jet Live Wednesday nights with Clayton Smarslock in conjunction with you, Stadium The Thunder from Down Under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's going on, brother? I am not too bad, much better than I was at about 1.30 a.m. on Monday, my time, Sunday for you. <laughs> Look, that's the closest I've been to going to bed at halftime of a game. I contemplated it. I was so close. But look, I had to stick it out and watch the Jets get agonizingly close somehow. But yeah, I'm doing all right. Luke, after the game, I spoke to Andy Vasquez, as I always do for the post-game report. And I said that the story of this game offensively was that Zach Wilson, for whatever reason, was just having a ton of problems making the simple, easy throws. And then earlier this week, when he was asked about it by the press, Wilson said that He feels like he's aiming a little too much. He's trying to be too perfect, overthinking things. He needs to just find the spot and let it rip, and that's when he does his best work. And Connie Carberg, my buddy, who, of course, 
was the first ever female scout in the NFL, went back and looked again at Zach Wilson's 2019 and 2020 tape and saw tons of instances, and she put up on her Twitter the video of it, of Zach Wilson hitting screens and easy short passes. So this is not something that was a problem at BYU, yet it has become a problem with the New York Jets. When you took a look at the film from this game, what did you see, and do you concur with me and with Connie and several others that this issue appears to be mental and not physical with Zach Wilson. It's 100% mental. Um, look, if, I'll give people one game because like Connie, I've got a lot of stuff on my phone and clips and stuff like that of all 22. If you can go and find the SDSU game, I actually broke it down on the Play Like a Jet YouTube, the all 22. He's hitting speed outs. He's hitting slants. He's hitting uh, curls to the boundary, all that stuff. What did I see on Sunday? Look, he started off being extremely accurate short. Jamison Crowder had the drop on third down that would have ended up being called down. He hit Corey Davis on a slant. He hit Crowder on an out. I thought, this is great. He's starting to get cooking. We just need to dial back the play action. But then as soon as I said that, literally two plays later, he missed those throws. There's nothing wrong with his footwork. He's fine. He's in a good platform to make that throw. He is steering it. Look, the best person I heard say it, I think it was on your show, was Tim. And he's throwing it like a dart. He's with a bent elbow, and it's just trying to direct the football. And I think what's going to be huge for Zach Wilson is the opportunity to go home this week and to work with um, with Beck because – he was the guy that helped direct him and guide him when he was at BYU. We heard all about how he made those uh, cross-country trips. I think clearing his head, getting away from the city, going back for the fundamentals that made him so successful, he's going to be fine. There were instances on the weekend where he was driving the football. Uh, he dropped his arm to Michael Carter on a, on a little uh, screen pass. Did a fantastic job. Then a bit later in the game, he drove the deep over to Denzel Mims and he did another one to Corey Davis where he looked off the safety in the red zone. Look, there's enough instances that we know Zach Wilson can throw the football. He's not an inaccurate quarterback. He's making mistakes and egregious misses based on some mental, some mental errors and just trying to be too cautious and, and protect the football and guide it. Luke, right after the game, you watched a bunch of the film back and you texted me and said, AVT is such a stud. And then you watched the All-22 and you texted me, AVT is such a stud. <laughs> of course, Elijah Vera Tucker, the rookie guard out of USC, the first round pick. What did you see on the film that made you say that to me? Not once, but twice. It was the best of both worlds on Sunday, Scott, because we've seen really since the New England game, he's been dominant in the running game. He's been mauling and we saw a ton of that. On Sunday, So you want to talk about running right, but then you're going to pull him across the formation and you're going to slam block him. He was doing it fantastically. The way he's able to snap his hips around and control on inside zone runs, his functional mobility and strength at the point of attack. There were some reps against Grady Jarrett where he was just dominating and it was so impressive. And then you go back and look at the pass reps and that's where it's starting to click, Scott. Over the last 80 plus passing reps, he hasn't allowed a pressure, which is just phenomenal. It's fantastic to see. So it's pleasing from that aspect. His core strength, his anchor, all of those things were on display. Uh, and as I said, do it against Grady Jarrett, one of the best interior defensive tackles in the NFL, was extremely impressive. It's all coming together for this young man. He was the highest graded PFF offensive lineman in week five. As I said, hasn't allowed a pressure the last two weeks. This dude is special. It's the mobility, it's the athleticism, and it's the ability to anchor. It was fantastic, and he's just going from strength to strength. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, we talked about two rookies, so let's go for third and discuss Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, who is a fourth-round pick. I'll say this much. There have been flashes, and he hasn't been consistently dominant. It's not like he's put together a 100-yard game or anything like that. But he is as hard-nosed a runner as you're going to find. He never quits on a play. That play where he scored the touchdown, where he looked like a dead duck on the two-yard line, was an incredible one. And while he didn't have any runs like that this week against Atlanta, that one came against the Tennessee Titans the week before, he's just always got the pedal to the metal. I've liked what I've seen out of him so far. Talk to me about the film on Michael Carter to this point in the season. So he's hard-nosed, that's for sure, Scott, but it's the vision and it's the patience that really stands out to me. Uh, When he's running, his ability to hit the correct hole and to not take the wrong one. There was actually a rare instance on the weekend where they they threw a screen to him out in the left-hand flat and he had AVT out in front and he actually made a bad read. And it was so shocking because I'm so used to him making the correct one. So I think that's a good sign that when he makes a mistake, it looks so unusual. Um, look, he just you need to throw out his yards per attempt and yard per carry because it's 3.5. But how do you overcome Greg Van Roten getting driven seven yards into your lap the whole time? He's so elusive. If you want to talk about uh, forced missed tackles per touch, he's, I think, third or fourth in the NFL. He's forced nine missed tackles on his rushes this year. He and Javante Williams, the UNC duo, have been fantastic. He's, his chance is going to come, and it's going to come with better O-line play with Mackay Becton coming back. But he's definitely trending in the right direction. His wiggle, his vision. The one thing, Scott, the one thing we need to see, and I would love to ask Mike LaFleur this question, is why he's not on the field on third down. Fantastic pass pro, excellent catcher. He's better than Ty Johnson in both those aspects, yet we're getting Ty Johnson on third down. That needs to fix, but Michael Carter's going very well. Another thing that I think needs to be fixed is the incorporation of Elijah Moore into the offense. Now, 
I'm not saying that Elijah Moore is not doing his job. I'm saying that perhaps they need to find other ways to get him involved because whatever they're doing now is not getting him involved, and he's been getting open. In fact, there was a stat earlier this week that indicates that Moore is at the top of the league in the amount of times that he's gotten open per game. 83% of his routes, he's been open. So he's there to be found. They just got to find a way to get the ball to him. When you looked at the tape, what did you see? Were there opportunities that Wilson missed? Was there something that LaFleur did wrong? What's going on here? Look, there were a couple of opportunities where they just missed. Uh, you remember where they rolled Zach Wilson right and then got him to throw deep left to the corner of the end zone, that 50-plus yard throw with the uh, DPI. Mm-hmm. That could be a touchdown. There's a great example where he had three or four yards of separation. You then had the one where Moore just stepped out of bounds, then had to come back in, didn't reestablish himself, illegal touching. There were lots of those close instances. But I keep coming back to this, and I spoke about it on Play Like a Jet Live today, is why does Elijah Moore have one scheme design touch in 2021? You look at Kadarius Toney and his usage. You look at how Rondale Moore's been utilized. He has that explosion and that burst and that ability to make things happen after the catch. But there was one jet kind of end around play against Denver. They need to do more of that. I'm sick of seeing design touches for Braxton Berrios and Jameson Crowder in motion, but them not using Elijah Moore. But as you said, he's, you know, it's going to come because he's at 83% of his routes are open according to PFF. So that's going to come. It's going to be that fluency back with Zach Wilson, reestablishing that chemistry because at the moment he played less than 50 snaps on Sunday. Sorry, less than 50% of snaps. So he's getting his feet back under him too. But look, I think we can expect an Elijah Moore breakout game in the next couple of weeks. Continuing with the rookie class of 2021, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. And somebody that I know that you and Clayton Smarslock loved coming out of college, the fifth round pick out of Duke, the slot corner, Michael Carter the second. So we go from one Michael Carter on the offensive side of the ball to another Michael Carter on the defensive side of the ball. I know you've been very impressed with him so far. Why? Look, his ability to cover in zone, spatial awareness, when people are entering and exiting his area of the field is phenomenal he's a great tackler people can be easily misled if you look at i think he's had say 23 targets this year this year and allowed 16 completions that's because most of them are for three and four yards per attempt so he's been fantastic his man coverage ability it's his patience in off coverage his trust in his athleticism in space and his feet something that i know crocky talked about a lot when he was on your show uh, back in the the post-draft kind of time of the season in March and and through all the way through to May. So Michael Carter is patient. He's just so athletic. I think it's easy to forget. This is a guy that ran in the four threes. He's a dynamic athlete. He's 5'10", 5'11". A couple of times against Kyle Pitts, sure, he struggled one-on-one against a six-foot-four freak of a unicorn tight end. But all in all, I mean, the PFF grade, I think he's a good reflection of his play. He's in the early 70s. And look, I felt so confident coming into the season that he'd be great this year. And he's backed that up. I think through... You know, nearly a third of the season, he's been pretty phenomenal for a rookie slot. Michael Carter II was a fifth-round pick, and then Brandon Eccles out of Kentucky, a sixth-round pick, and he's been the starting corner next to Bryce Hall. The interesting thing about Eccles is that he's been hurt, banged up for almost every game, and yet he goes out there and plays anyway. And I think he's done a respectable job. I wouldn't say that he's been amazing, but for a sixth-round rookie, he's been pretty solid. What have you seen from him on tape? I would say he's been fine. That's the word I'd use. I think he started pretty well. And then against Denver, they picked on him a little bit. Tim Patrick had a couple of balls. He had a DPI that was 50-50. 
uh, got concussed last week against Tennessee, and I think he was okay again against Atlanta. He had some nice plays. Uh, his tackling is really sound, and that's something that's important in this cover three scheme. That's why Bless Austin was cut is because he's a really poor tackler. His closing speed and ability to slow himself down before contact just isn't there. I think Eccles has been good in that instance. Sometimes I think he loses track of the football. His eye discipline, especially in zone, could be better. But all in all, as you said, this is a fifth or sixth round pick. It's a, a late dart throw, really, and nothing more. The fact that the Jets have got average starter play out of him is good because don't forget, this is still the only cornerback room in the NFL that has not allowed a touchdown because on the weekend, it was both the defensive linemen that allowed those in the past game. So look, he's been an integral part of it. Has he been playing fantastically? No, but he's definitely learning. He's developing. And I've been pleased with what I've seen from Brandon Eccles. The more we talk, Luke, the more it dawns on me how many rookies from the 2021 class are getting in there and playing right away. One of them is Hamza Nazaraldine. Now, he's injured. He's on IR right now, but he did play a couple of games. There were some high hopes for him. A lot of people thought he was going to be a steal for a sixth-round pick, including me. What would you see from him early on in the season? He really struggled, and I think part of it was the fact that linebacker is the most difficult position in the NFL outside of quarterback to adjust to, in my opinion, just with the amount of cover three beaters and the stress and strain people are putting over the middle of the field. He definitely struggled. In conjunction with that, you had a linebacker opposite him, whether it be Quincy Williams' first game or a couple of the other guys that were also struggling. So it was a bit of a snowball or residual effect for him, but look... He just needs to get healthy. I don't even know if they disclosed what was wrong with him, but the issue for him is now, and I'm sure we're going to touch on it, Jamie and Sherwood has been playing extremely good football the last two weeks. So I don't know if he's going to get that position back, but it's interesting because as you mentioned, coming out of Florida State, off the injury, everyone thought if he can just get healthy, the Jets might have a steal. But remember, the Jets took Sherwood first. I think it's easy to forget that because we all liked Hamza Nasruddin better as a prospect, but the Jets like Sherwood and it looks like they're sticking to their guns and that may actually pay off. Let's talk about Sherwood now because, like you said, most of us like Dean better. I wasn't that impressed with Sherwood's college tape, but Salah and Ulbricht saw something they liked, obviously. He missed a couple of games with injury, but overall he's been pretty impressive, again, for a guy that was picked where he was picked and to step right in right away. You have to say, very solid early returns for that draft pick. Yeah, so Jamie and Sherwood, as you mentioned, the last two weeks is PFF grade, which, look, I, I'm referencing that because it's a good measuring stick when it's difficult to quantify these things. 76 and 77. And I'll be honest, I didn't really notice him sitting there watching the dreadful performance on the Jets on the weekend. But as soon as I put on the All-22, it was really impressive. First passing play of the game, Matt Ryan throws to the right-hand flat. Who's there? Jamie and Sherwood tackle for a, a one-yard loss. Uh, second drive, there's a screen. The Jets have had so much trouble defending screens. You've got him on the, the weak side of the formation. He screams up, influences the play. Matt Ryan ends up kind of dirting it. Two fantastic plays. He was then in on the fumble that Quincy Williams had, the second fumble. He was the first man in influencing that play. A couple of other run stops. There was probably five or six performance uh, splash plays in the performance where I went, man, Sherwood's really getting his feet underneath him. And even better, there were no big mistakes because... A guy like Quincy Williams, it's volatile play. You've got the incredible ups, and then you've also got the lows and the, the mistakes in coverage. If Sherwood can eradicate that with his safety background at Auburn, then he's got a chance to be a good starter. You mentioned how many rookies there are. They're starting seven rookies, three second-years players, and also have Mackay Becton on the bench ready to go. This is a young team, and Sherwood's another piece, which is making this draft class look really good. Luke, now that we've gone through all the rookies that have made meaningful contributions so far this season... Let's do a little bonus and talk about the Williams brothers, because I know that we like both of them a lot, especially Quinnen. 
talk to me about what you've seen from Quentin Williams. Seems to be dominating much the way that he did last year. And then his brother, Quincy, who you wouldn't have expected to do much. You thought in a lot of ways maybe he was here as a favor to his brother. But boy, he has been a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, we'll start with Quinnen, and I laughed after the first week against the Panthers. People expected brilliance from a guy who hadn't played all preseason, hadn't been on the practice field because of his foot surgery. He played like 20 snaps, and people were throwing their arms up like, oh, Quinnen Williams is invisible again. And then he was phenomenal against Denver. He was really good against Tennessee. He had a couple of sacks, back-to-back games with two sacks. And then on the weekend, there was frustration. You heard people saying after the game on Sunday, oh, maybe they should trade Quinn and Williams for a first and a third because, you know, I don't know if he's that good. You know, his PFF grade is 60-something. Look, Quinn and Williams had four pressures. He had three on one drive. He literally picked up the right guard and just drove him seven yards into the backfield. You need to remember, people, these defensive linemen can't, control how quickly Matt Ryan is getting rid of the football. They had a great game plan offensively and they didn't let Quinning get to the quarterback, but he was still phenomenal. He's going to be that 10 sack guy, which is fantastic to see. And you're right. Literally before he started performing well against Tennessee, I tweeted out, man, Quincy Williams isn't very good at football. And since then he's had like what four force fumbles, a million tackles and has been everywhere, had a pass breakup against Tennessee. Scott, he's just the most explosive hair on fire to use a cliche kind of player. Uh, His ability to move in space is good. He just needs to play with his head up because sometimes he'll drop his head. He'll miss a chance at the interception, things like that. But you have to be pleased with what you've seen there because you know, the level of linebacking play here the last few years has been terrible. I like you didn't expect much out of him thought it might've been, you know, we'll do Quinn in a solid, but they like this guy. And we've got a couple of coaches in Albrick and Sulla who work with linebackers and that's their background. And I think you're starting to see it pay off because I thought it might've been a blip in the radar against Tennessee. He was very, very good again against Atlanta. So I think we can expect that from Quincy moving forward. Anything else you want to touch on Luke? I just thought the coaching was disappointing again on Sunday. And I know we've harped on Michael Lafleur, so I don't want to get too much on him, but I thought that Ulbrich just really outthought himself, the Jets defensive coordinator, what they've done all year has worked so well. And I understand you need to scout yourself and you need to keep adjusting before the league catches up. But these zone blitzes were very frustrating to me. I know a number of people have talked about it, but why have we got John Franklin Myers one-on-one on Kyle Pitts? Because there wasn't even a corner or linebacker on that side of the formation. So they were saying, if Atlanta don't run the football, this is a, this is a touchdown. So of course they're going to check out of that play. Then on the second one, they zone blitz again. They send six or maybe it was five. And Bryce Huff's in coverage. You need to put your, your player in positions to win and for them to be able to succeed. And he just didn't do a good enough job of that. The Cordero Patterson screen on third and two when the Jets were still three points down and they were in the football game, they back off and they play off coverage when it was an easy three-on-three numbers game. You could see it. You could see it. And look, I was disappointed by that. But I think the buyers come at a perfect time. Get Zach Wilson out of town. Have a look at your defensive game plan and go back to what worked. And then work with Mike LaFleur on how he can be better in the scripted plays because they're not working. There's too much play action and they're not using his athleticism and ability to be mobile. So they're the things I think the coaching staff need to work on the next week and a half. Luke Grant, the Thunder from down under doing the film over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel and for playlikeajet.com. Also co-host of Play Like a Jet Live every Wednesday night. In conjunction with you, Stadium with Clayton Smarslock. Thanks so much for coming on, as always. Really appreciate it. We've got some brand new shirts up in the Play Like a Jet store over at tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. And you've got videos coming up on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel as well. Why don't you talk about the shirts and the videos? 
the shirts are awesome. We've got the Go Long range with Zach Wilson. They've been a hit. Uh, make sure you get yours. I've got mine in the mail. So make sure you support us. Uh, my partner, Alex, did those. That's underscore Can I Be Frank. You can check out her out on IG. Uh, then we also have the Quinn and Williams, John Franklin Myers collab, uh, which was awesome. That's the Bless You, Thank You range. So check those out on Public. Make sure you're looking at those. And then I've got a big week on the YouTube channel. I was, I was pretty down. I'm going to be honest with you, Scott. I didn't want to watch the film the first two days after the game because I was just not feeling it. But I've got a video coming on Zach Wilson and some of the inefficiencies in the short game. Uh, I'll talk about the coaching performance in general, a Bryce Hall video looking at his past two performances. And then I'll also have one on Elijah Vera Tucker because his performance was too good not to talk to talk about rather. So they'll all be on the Play Like a Jet YouTube. Let's push it. We're hitting towards 1500. So that's the, the next target. Go ahead and follow Luke on Twitter at LukeGrant7. Check out all the videos that he's doing over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Also, check out our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. You heard Luke talk about the Zach Wilson shirt, the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams shirt. Those are up. Plus, you've got the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt. All of it's there. T-Public, T-E-E-Public.com. And just search for the Play Like a Jet store. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money. But it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.